Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is September. Where did the summer go? I hope you've all had an absolutely incredible summer, no matter what you did, no matter who you did it with. I just hope you didn't get stuck in horrible UK airports. I did and I didn't. I think one thing I, I've appreciated more than ever over this summer is that traveling with only hand luggage is the way to go. The hour-long queues I saw for bag drops, check-ins and all this stuff has inspired me to maintain my policy of where possible, and sometimes it's obviously not possible, especially when I have to go to races and take far too much stuff, I will travel with the eight kilos in a bag on my back and I will not check in. Sometimes that means only having a couple pairs of underpants, that's okay. You can always figure it out. I've always managed to have fresh clothes and not smell too bad. Anyway, I digress. Welcome back to the show. Appreciate all of you being here. This week, I am talking to our own Tom Walker and Rob Foster. Tom is head of endurance here at NFI and Rob Foster, one of our endurance coaches. We talk in this show all about the up and coming endurance season, which is just about to kick off here in the UAE. After quite an interesting summer for everyone where training for endurance sports becomes slightly more challenging, you have to be a bit more creative. You also have, if you are training for the endurance sports over here in the Middle East, the added complexity of the weather. However, as the guys tell us in the show, that weather over summer cools down during the winter and we get all kinds of interesting advancements and gains. The guys also tell us how to get involved, what they have going on in the season, as well as a sneak peek into their own personal goals and also wait for it at the end. Some pretty, and that's not just to, to get you to the end. You should get to the end anyway. I hope you do. But they have quite a cool little announcement. This is episode number 770 of the Inner Fight Podcast with Rob Foster and Tom Walker. Enjoy the show. Rob Foster, what are you most excited about for the new endurance season? Straight out the blocks, no warm-up, go. Straight out. I'm excited for races like we used to have them pre-COVID. Masses of crowds, loads of them, and obviously... Not pre pre COVID, but yeah, I think just races that are more interactive with the with the audiences and and less social distancing and less just more free racing. Interesting. I haven't heard COVID linked to races for quite a long time. It feels like it never existed, but there are there are still some restrictions. Well, they had there were still some restrictions last season around COVID. I don't really care too much about last season. What are you What are you expecting to see more of then, mate? in the coming season as far as that freedom goes and 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 restriction like bigger races bigger races more of them start lines packed with people trying to get to the front like that that vibe you get when when you want to race and you want to race fast and it's it's people edging to get to that front line and we didn't have that we had little dots to stand on and now you've seen it in europe people are uh, pushing to get to the front it just gives such a different atmosphere to the racing it's class yeah, there was definitely no social distancing of the two and a half thousand people on the start line of Chamonix at the weekend, <laughs> except Killian. Killian had his face mask on. 
which was um, and then it, it was really awkward at the end wasn't it? i don't know if you guys saw it at the end but it was really quite awkward when like tom evans tried to sort of give him a high five and then he's got this face mask on and everyone's a bit like well what are they going to do now and then he just hugs the french guy <laughs> tom what are you most excited about for the coming season uh i th- i think two two main things one is generally the the overall team the work they've put in through the summer the coaches and the athletes i think when you get to see it shine during the cooler weather and and the winter time here in dubai when it's just the perfect place for endurance i just excited to see what people get up to someone's always got something crazy in their pocket ready to ready to launch it when the weather's right and then similar to skinny really the the races i think covid is hopefully behind us now and people are a bit more confident races are going to go ahead i've heard a little bit of whatever you want to call it smack talk between some some peers of the team who's going to beat who and uh who's aiming for what times and things so let it unleash nothing like a bit of competition you you can't lay that down without elaborating a bit more on it who wants (laughs) to take lumps out of who come on what's the story Uh, there's a couple of rumors have come my way of of who wants to be king of the uh triathlon scene in the unified endurance and you know it's a couple of it starts at track just edging ahead or saying the pace is too slow and then suddenly you've got a full-on race happening at dubai 70.3 so oh, that's, Jess, gonna be, that's gonna be carnage. Jess Paper Towel is back. I, I've seen her in a GB swimsuit. First up, mate, I, I I just wanted some feedback on on one of the coaches training in a GB swimsuit. Are we thumbs up or thumbs down for that? We're pretty thumbs down. Um, yeah. not on, <laughs> not on. But at least she's finally training again. So you know. Okay. <laughs> Skinny, you've got some thoughts there. I can see big smiles on your face. It's, no, no, I'm just laughing at the general, the, the half wheeling <laughs> that happens at track that turns into injuries. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I think actually, uh, well, this, this show is coming out on, on Friday, but Tuesday's track is definitely one for that. I've seen, Tom, you've decided to, turn up the pace a little bit at track as well after perhaps a little bit more I I wouldn't say turning down the pace over summer mate but I think this is quite probably quite interesting and it it links in with what you said of of people's training for summer over summer we've seen a lot of sessions that are adjusted a lot I don't ever want to give a little bit of commentary on that of how people might have trained during summer from a, a little bit of more of a technical side yeah we obviously back right off the the paces in in summer just because of the heat and and we go on about it a lot how much the heat dampens your ability to perform Um, and it's a chance for for us as coaches to change our programming around a little bit we go more to feel we we chat to athletes I think a little bit more around how they're how they're feeling during sessions and and what they should be feeling during the session Um, and certainly at track it's a chance to kind of mix things up a little bit um, get people thinking of now we've got the pace group to get people thinking about track a little bit differently. It's not just show up and absolutely smash yourself. It's show up, understand the desired outcome of the session and then execute it and, and have some responsibility of executing it because you might have 10 or 12 people running directly behind you who are all counting on you to, to pace it properly. And last week we did a, we did a hard set last week. It was 
the total interval came to 3.2 Ks. And I, and I put it in there to show people all the work they've been doing over the last six, seven weeks about feeling the right pace and not absolutely cooking themselves early on. You can still do hard, long sessions or long on the track. 3.2 K is, is long on the track, um, but it was more of an over under session with the 800s. And people at the end were like, just absolutely loving it because they never thought they'd be able to pace a session like that, they'd go as hard as they can, but stay on that edge. And they managed it. So next week with the weather's a bit cooler, we can now put a little bit of what we call realization into practice, which is where we're going to do some absolute gas 400s, 600s, and then finish with an 800 as a negative split. And I bet you we see a couple of PBs come out of the bag. Mate, to be honest, when I, when I sort of came back online after a, a week relaxing, open training peaks and the first thing I wanted to look at for everyone was last Tuesday's track session and <laughs> it was described completely differently to what you've just said. <laughs> well, the description we give and what we're aiming for is a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 it was it was the buzzing at the end wasn't it i didn't get any feedback on training peaks that said that they said no, you had to be there absolute had to be there. limit of I think, uh, i heard death i heard bloodbath i heard all different things <laughs> all the correct words you my, want to hear i had my group turn from 10 to 2 <laughs> yeah that one as well <laughs> i definitely had that one let's talk a little bit about sort of <clears throat> also what what you've both mentioned there the race season is coming we'll define that a little bit in a second but what we've gone through now is at the end of august we've gone through three pretty tough months the weather's hot paces are different during that time we hear a lot of people say this training will pay off when the weather cools down what are we expecting and when, what can people expect? What does that really mean? It's sort of, we've almost been selling them a, a, a promise of, of future gratification of all the hard training they're doing. What can they expect now that the weather is actually cooling down? Well, well then. <laughs> well. <laughs> Basically, when you, simply put, when you train in the summer um, and you excessively expose yourself to heat that you can't control your body reacts by creating more plasma which ultimately gives you more hemoglobin because you've got to react and adapt to that so it's it's called or coined as the poor man's altitude training so that's that's how it's sold and what you're going to expect to see in the next coming months as the, the mornings get cooler is that your body is able to function high because you can ultimately carry more oxygen so what that actually looks like it's your your easy run that feels like a two out of ten becomes about 10 15 seconds quicker than it would do in the summer and you are able to to run more naturally and more like it uninhibited by the the oppressive heat and that also gives you a really really dodgy little thing of called uh over impact or because you're able to run faster because you're able to put more like hit the tarmac harder and not be stopped by the heat it's not a limiting factor what we saw last year was a lot of people got a few little niggles because of that extra impact without realizing it and because of all the strength work they've been doing as well they're able to handle it more but it's it's really interesting to see the paces shoot up the perception of effort stays exactly the same and the risk of injury also increases so we have to be really smart that those easy runs actually stay easy and you'll see that track and the tempo run become a lot more pace dependent and a lot faster for basically what you feel is exactly the same 
So it's not so much the heat that becomes the excuse or the thing that stops you. It's your actual physiological capacity. Tom, you got something to add there? You look like you want to say something. There's another element, um, which is perception of, well, what heat makes you perceive the effort to be harder as well. So as, alongside the physiological adaptation, we also get the reduction in perception of effort, which is such an epic thing to get. Uh, everyone knows what it feels like to run in hot conditions and then you run in cold and you're like, I could keep going forever. Um, and, and like Skinny said, you have to be careful not to suddenly be running 20, 30 percent you know, more than what you were doing or uh, biking is a bit different because it's non-impact, obviously, um, same as swimming, but on the running side, but yeah, we, we're going to, or people will, and that's quite instant. Like the, the feedback you get or the boost you get from the physiological standpoint might take a little bit of time for you to, to shed off the fatigue. If you like, if you've been doing quite some hard blocks through summer, but perception of effort, you feel it instantly. As soon as you leave your house, you're like, Oh, it's a bit cooler. And then suddenly your first few Ks will be quicker and you won't feel as, as tired as the end so that's another side to it which is always yeah an interesting one and everyone loves to discuss it one thing that i think definitely comes through is there's a risk of running too fast once the weather cools down and therefore our, our balance of training of easy runs versus, versus hard runs is is almost reversed and we could we could very easily if we don't pay attention to it or, or control it in the right way for, for just for recreational runners, for, for you guys that are coaching people, it's obviously a little bit more controlled because you're putting out the solid advice, but people that are looking to hit races such as the marathon or the half marathon towards the end of the year and the beginning of next year, they could actually be spending a lot more time running faster as the weather cools down. So how do we sort of, aside from discipline, how do we back off a little bit? and not be tempted to take advantage of all those sort of physiological and mental gains that you guys have just spoken about now that it's got or getting cooler it's still fucking hot <laughs> That's um, I, I think for, from my side i just program in instead of programming longer intervals i program in more reps of the similar <laughs> intervals that the athletes have been doing so if you can do 10 when it's absolutely cooking like 10 by two minutes then instead of going straight into like three by 5k or something like that which would be like a, a typical winter threshold set you'd you then knock it into like 16 by two minutes and then the following <laughs> week 10 by three 16 by three the following week 10 by whatever 18 and then keep increasing sets so they get the same rest in between or and actually in the session more rest than what they've been getting because the session's longer but you're not exposing them to the the harder speed um, is like directly you're you're inching them into it, still giving them lots of recovery in between. That's how I do it. Yeah, I think well, if it's for coached athletes, then it's a bit different, isn't it? Because we're able to to control their intensity by giving them paces and giving them guidelines. If you're a recreation runner who's working up towards a marathon and you just come out of a hardish similar you've been able to train then i think constant check-ins and an objective objectified look about what the actual session is there for so a knowledge of firstly why you're doing that run and what's its what's its outcome goal so if it's an easy run you have to know what an easy run feels like and you have to be quite honest with yourself as to check in is it it was that actually easy and it, 
if I'm going faster than I want to be, but it still feels easy, can I still talk to my mate who's next to me? So I think that having those check-ins, yeah, we're not so... (laughs) I'm not so lucky, but yeah. <laughs> Other people have friends. That's uh, that's okay. So having those sort of having those check-ins, and then also mid-run being very aware of what you're actually doing. So if you mm. if you so first run of the season, it's and you go out for your long run, and instead of covering 15k, you cover 20k, and then you look at your training data on Strava, whatever you use, and you go, okay, that's significantly quicker. What? And just have a bit of consciousness. What am I actually doing here? What was that? Was that good? Was that bad? Do I feel wrecked? Does the next day feel knackered? Then you can sort of start to assimilate a, a, a little fountain of knowledge and go, okay, that's not what I'm wanting from that session. So also, a great time to do hills. Oh. Hills is a good time now, right? Because you've you've hopefully done a bit of strength work in the gym, and then the hill naturally is going to slow you down as well. And now the heat's coming down. We can actually go out there, and you can spend a good hour, ninety minutes you know, on a hill that you're not going to get cooked on and get some real quality in without the high impact that you get from running on the flat. Yeah, I think one thing as well is I find a lot during during the summertime that you feel quite heavy because of the, the heat and it almost sort of, it almost encases you in, in, in a way. And what, what we see a lot of is people's posture coming forward a little bit because they just can't they can't feel like they can get oxygen in and you hear it a lot more in summertime that people's legs feel heavy which is probably linked a little bit to what you were saying at the start there rob whereas now we can expect to feel a lot i would just say lighter and therefore again what you say rob you can sort of check in through the run actually how you're how you are feeling and how how your body's feeling and create some awareness and some some difference around that Easy peasy. So let, let's just rewind a little bit. I wanted to ask you guys, we sort of jumped into what happened over or how we transfer summer training into the season. What have you both been up to over summer training wise and preparing yourselves to, well, have you been out buying a nicer Welsh swimsuit than Jess's GB swimsuit? Or <laughs> has that been a, a key component of your summer training, mate? What's what's uh, what's training been for both of you over summer? Just a rehab mainly. <laughs> Same <laughs> as always. No, uh, so I think when we started summer, I've got to think back, a bit more um, obviously indoor riding, which I, I actually find quite fun if there's a purpose to it. Um, and we continued doing some mountain bike routes, which is always good. See how long you can go before you run out of water and get into real trouble. Um, and then I went away to, to Spain, to Girona, which is a bit of a, a cycling mecca, uh, which I would recommend to anyone who enjoys um, running or riding, actually. Uh, sorry, riding or running. There's some great routes there. Like if you're just in the middle of Girona, you really can't go wrong. Just run or cycle off in any direction and you're going to have a good time. Um, and then I started running again when we went to Sweden, which... Again, like just everything we've talked about, about training through the summer and then being in a better climate. And Skinny, I know you went there as well with the, with the summer weather there that is just incredible for running. Um, I actually started running again there and yeah, had a great time. Absolutely brilliant time. Just purely for all the reasons we just talked about. Of You feel lighter, you feel better, you feel like you're not going to suffocate after 30 minutes. Um, so my focus has been on enjoying training again, building back 
just some basic mileage, but um, putting a real emphasis on fun, a lot less about numbers. And uh, now, yeah, ready to go back into a more, I don't know, numbers driven approach, but not obsessively is what I would say mine looked like. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that will work out real good for you. We'll uh, we'll get an update on that <laughs> <laughs> at some stage. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I'll get you back on in about a month, mate, and ask you how that's going. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll grab the numbers ready for you to tell you. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, when we last spoke, FTP was, uh, and now it's. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Then uh, coaching, but, coaching, coaching athletes of Tom, no, it's happy Tom, degrade to sad Tom. <laughs> Basically, you've got myself out of the hole that I dug for the last four years, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and just can't wait to get back into it. <laughs> Great back into it. Great back in. Mate, just oh. one, one question on that. Like, if you look, obviously running's not very... Uh, very good comparison right now for a number of different reasons. However, you do, it is quite easy to compare your cycling data at the moment. How does it compare and how does it make you feel? Uh, so I've not paid a lot of attention to it. Well, mainly when I was away and on the mountain bike, I don't have a power meter. So yeah. I'm looking a little bit at heart rate, but more on feeling and during uh while i was away riding in girona i was also doing a little bit of playing around with fasting and things so i really didn't look at it too much but what i did do was compared my indoor riding data to my outdoor data because i uh, put my tt bike on the turbo for those who don't know you've got two power meters turbo trainer and the one that you use in your bike and i looked at the difference and realized that the one i use in my bike reads a, a lot higher nearly 40 percent or 40 watts higher than the one indoors so actually riding indoors on my bike's power meter my data is like sky high so you're looking at that and thinking i'm actually in a much better place than i have been um but i don't know how accurate that is but if you ask me how i'm feeling then i would say really good i'm looking forward to riding having a lot of fun on the mountain bike but also having fun doing indoor sessions. Um, but then if you say to me like, okay, you now have to stick to this program next week. And then immediately I can feel myself going, Oh no, I'm not really keen to get back to a really strict program yet. So might still have a bit more time to work on it. We have a bike long bike ride coming up, which I'm looking forward to seeing how I deal with and how I feel for it. But right now I'm excited to do it. And I've just purposefully not gone into a crazy bike training program. So I'm not going into it already burnt out. Skinny, you've been uh, arranging reels in foreign countries on your bike as well during summer. Talk to us about that. It's been, it's been hectic. I've actually been <laughs> taking one, one trip away. I went to Sweden, just got back for two weeks and we did cycling, some running, just had some fun. And then besides that, I've just been murdering myself in the heat and loving it, actually. Absolutely loving it. I've, uh, yeah, just riding the same, running a little bit slower, but still really enjoying it and, and enjoying the challenge and applying myself so I, I can come into this season, new season. So I've got the Great North Run in two weeks where I've just got to pull out some sort of, some form, some form of form up my ass and then 
going in towards like Beirut. So it's been a really good summer in terms of consistency. And that's all I've really been focusing on. Numbers wise, my bike, uh, it's actually not too different from from the winter last year. So I expect when it comes to summer, I'll be able to generate a little bit more power outdoors. The Sandbagging. indoor stuff's been 100%, 110%. Yeah, so it should it should be interesting to see what the what the numbers look like for the bike, but the run is is going well. Mate, you mentioned then, let's, let's jump into a couple of goals so we can hold you guys accountable. You have obviously what's quite close to your heart, I would say, the Great North Run. In just a couple of weeks' time, what is the goal? What are we? What time are we looking for? You've run it about three thousand times. Yeah, three thousand times as a student, <laughs> so they don't really count, eh? <laughs> Realistically, I think one thirteen would be my my actual goal. It's I should have probably got that last year if I'd run it um, to my ability. So that's that's the goal. It was, it was one ten, but I'm way off that, so. And you mentioned also their Beirut Marathon. 335 to 340, depending on Great North Run. Cycling-wise? To find a race that goes up a hill and absolutely murder it at 310 watts for an hour. We'll come on to this weekend's training camp for towards the end and see, where, <laughs> see, how, see how that goes. Tom, yourself? <laughs> Um, I've just been deciding how political I want to be with my answer. Um, <laughs> for those who, who listened to the to the podcast we did a few months ago now on the on the Conan episode, I think it was it was quite clear that I had some uh, some refocusing to do on on what really was important to me, and that's been a real big part of my summer, as we talked about. So uh, the rest of this year, I really want to keep it as I've been doing, um, and I always just want to be ready to do whatever I've. I'm kind of being invited to do so uh, you've come up with a, a nice little route that takes us from Muscat to Salala for the 70.3 down there so we're going to ride that which will be mountain bikes and it'll be close to a, a thousand k's depending on how the roads look um, and I feel I'm in a pretty good position to do that uh, I still have to figure out what's happening with this nerve issue I'm having in my Achilles and, and we're going back to Kenya in end of October early November and, and that to me is I'm treating that almost as an event, although I know it's obviously not a race. It, it feels like it because we, because of the training there. But I want to be able to just run and enjoy myself there. That'll be the key thing. But that, that's not so much about the rehab, which is a big part. It's also me getting my mind in the right place to to just go and have a run and, and not be stressed about you know whatever intervals the, the angry guy at the start shouts at us. Um, <laughs> but then I've I've figured out with my mind and things that. I still want to, I still want to race and be competitive. So I've, I got a slot for Challenge Roth next year. And uh, if you go under nine, you get a refund. So what more, what more uh, motivation <laughs> do we want? <laughs> That's banging. That's absolutely brilliant. Is that the first time they've done that? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even know it was a thing until I entered it, and then uh, I read it in the in the small print. That's so good. brilliant. <laughs> One thing that I've heard both of you guys talk about a lot with your clients, and it kind of plays through a little bit in, in your own sort of training and goals there, is maintaining a certain level of fitness that if an event does come around with perhaps a smaller 
dialing than than is traditionally used for that event you can perform well very well respectable whatever you'd call it is this is that something that's still i mean you guys are are are, are living that so i'm imagining that a lot of your athletes are, are living it is it still something that we're seeing we saw it first it, during Kona that there weren't events so people were just happy to sort of maintain this this high level and trust you guys to periodize their training accordingly but are we still seeing that go through are people a lot more consistent in their endurance training these days I would say so yeah yeah you got a lot of a lot of my conversations recently have gone what do you want to train for and people say to be ready it's because they've, they've taken. They've, they've, I'm, like, I'm like, ready for what? They say anything. It's like, okay, that's epic. Because that's the way. And then you can have a three month build or even a two month build and prepare for it. I think the focus for people is there's a couple of Ironmans that are going to go ahead. So there's people training for that. And that's really, mm. that's amazing. But it, people are always looking for something cool and new to do and be responding to, as, to yes for things. So, from my side there's there's so much of that prevalent Tom, um, how do you how, my, my question to you on on that mate would be slightly different is how as a coach do you put that together for someone because it's it's almost like someone coming to you and saying you know what what is ready so how do you like i just want to be ready you know whereas yeah. I, I think previously as endurance coaches it's like okay you want to train for a marathon easy i know how to do that but i want to be re- like so how do you go about that I saw this as being very common in COVID times, as Skinny said, and so I actually put a little bit of a system together of how to approach it. And I think when you have an event, you go into a race prep mode, and then there's a couple of kind of bullet points, if you like, under race prep mode. Um, and and I think no more, no longer than twelve weeks, or you're gonna you're gonna find yourself getting burnt out. So you go into race prep mode, twelve weeks, but it can be as little as six weeks, really. Um, and then at that point, you're kind of, you're a bit stricter with yourself. Discipline's higher. If you're going to do a group session, you do what you need to do, not what the group's doing. And you train specifically for the event that you've got. Post-event, depending on how long the event was and how long your build-on is, you then go into a recovery phase. So it's about being around a good community. It's about recharging your batteries and bringing energy in rather than constantly putting it out. If you wake up, you're tired, you go back to sleep, that kind of thing. And then there's a, a phase which I think is one of my favorite phases and trying to get people to understand it is not so easy, but Skinny's actually living the epitome of this phase, which is um, your development phase. So I, I say three E's, you experiment, you evolve, and you uh, get new experiences. So you can try things. You go join different group rides, runs. Um, if the pace says 410, but you feel great, go for fours don't worry what happens if you want to try and stick with someone go for it see what happens just constantly try and get yourself to evolve and and really like don't be scared to try things and then when you come around to the race prep you're in a much better mind frame and you know you've got more experience and yeah i think you're in a much better position rather than constantly saying i need to be ready i can't miss sessions i can't not do my paces or my power and like yeah just kind of let yourself live through endurance which is what we do really really well i think how do you because a lot of people when they when they come into endurance they would have specific 
sort of times, zones, targets already in their mind. So how do you, how do you guys, for someone who just wants to be ready, how do you manage those targets, stroke expectations, whilst also ensuring that you are having them ready at the drop of a hat or four to six weeks? Check-ins. Benchmarks. Benchmark, Benchmark workouts. The hell out of it. Yeah. Absolutely crucial. have a whole right? folder on them. <laughs> yeah. Using too much sleep. A whole week worth of benchmarks. No. Uh, <laughs> by, so if you've got, a, say, a triathlete um, or somebody who enjoys triathlon but also sometimes enjoys a run or a bike or whatever, you can, you can train systematically but still stay relatively general. So you can train specifically to make them ready for triathlons if you know that they tend to do a longer distance. So you can prepare them by doing by like, with a long game that at some point this this lasso lad will want to do a long distance triathlon. So what am I doing in the meantime to make sure that they're preparing to be ready for it within six months, say? And so at any one point when they go, okay, I've looked at this, I've got two months to prep for it, am I ready? You then have already dropped in benchmarks to make sure that the key foundations of that fitness, that that necessary fitness to do it, a uh, long distance triathlon, is already being developed without them necessarily realizing it and realizing mm. a whole load of stuff outside of that, such as how to have fun in a run, how to push yourself beyond what you think you're capable of in a bike situation, how to actually ride in a group and have fun and corner well. So you're developing all the secondary um, skills whilst still drilling the physiological side without necessarily too much awareness of it. And the benchmarks just give you accountability for that and them and you, so you can both track it together. Awesome. Let's move into a little bit. People are obviously inspired by you guys, fired up, want to get involved. They have seen a lot of good things going on over the summer of, of various people do stuff, doing stuff. What, what would you say, let, let's just take a, a scenario of someone who has limited endurance exposure, but wants to, wants to hop on the bus, let's say. What's the best way for them to, to sort of get involved and to have a look and a feel around what is on offer and what really endurance is? Tom Walker. Good question. <laughs> Good question. Uh, I would obviously speak to people um, who are doing endurance now and you might see people training for Ironmans, half Ironmans, but they probably began doing the local triathlon scene, which here in Dubai, actually, we have a really, really strong one. I think when the season kicks off, um, you can pretty much go every weekend of either doing a triathlon, a running race or something to do with cycling. Mm. So ask get recommendations from people of, of what kind of good beginner races are. And then you might, it might seem quite daunting to you, in which case you, you probably want to sit down with a coach and ask what training, what training can look like. People always ask, what should my training look like? And the question I always ask back is, well, what can you make it look like? So how much time do you have? What other commitments do you have? What do you want to do? Um, I actually just had a chat with a client this morning who, who wanted to train for middle distance triathlon but he had two, uh, he went away for summer, had a, such a good time running and he came back and said, I actually don't really want to do triathlon. I want to do running. 
Um, <laughs> and it was great because I was like, okay, then we know that's what we want to do. It's better than trying to fight yourself going to the pool or, or riding if you don't really want to. So um, map out the time you have. And for him, it was way more time efficient as well. And he could spend more time with his, um, with his wife and kids. So that's great. Um, don't feel pressured into like, you need to do 15 hour, 20 hour, 25 hour weeks. Cause it's just not the case. You can, you can get really good at triathlon with really specific training under 10 hours a week. If you set out the right goals from the start. So speak to people, um, and, and make sure you speak to a mix of people because triathlon is definitely a cult and people will tell you absolutes, which isn't the case. Um, and then yeah, map out what you can do and, and just go for it. That's the other thing because here you blink and the season's done and you'll regret not doing this and this and this. So if you want to race this season, which starts normally middle end of, of uh, September, sorry, early October, now's the time. Obviously a big component as well is what, <clears throat> what we have on offer, which I guess, Rob, you're probably the best person to talk us through the absolute jam packed calendar of community sessions or the weekly roster of community sessions which is which actually makes endurance super accessible for people and and shows really what what's on offer yeah we've just got everything every week haven't we really we've got a <laughs> we've got a plethora of things to choose from <laughs> we've got we've got track tuesday okay we'll, we'll list that off track tuesday tempo thursday social run and coffee run on a Sunday that's going to be coming every second week which is a great opportunity just to chat and get out and see some places and grab some coffee after which is lovely Monday we've got a cycle ride at NAS Wednesday we have walk Wednesday which is going to start going outdoors again so a great opportunity Saturday we've got the long ride but also that's also morphing um towards more triathlon specific if you want it to so there's Matty Dewhurst is going to lead those sessions where you can get some real specific um, try sessions. We've got strength on a Wednesday and a Sunday, so you can actually make it, make it so you don't fall the first hurdle and get injured straight away. And then we've got the swims that are coming back. So sea swim is going to be reappearing and the squad as well. So literally anything you could want to do, you can do it. There's swim, bike and run. And it's not just specifically for triathletes, it's for anybody to get experience and like run and ride with people who they like. And then there's also adventure camps. So you guys love to do the ultra camps where you go and park yourself in a desert and run up dunes for hours and hours, which is incredible. And then on the back of that, we also have training weekends. So this weekend we're going to Jebel Jace. There's runs, rides, trail runs and brick sessions planned. So there's everything you could want in terms of experience and exposure to things that you might think you like and then test it, go out and get involved with the community, get coached through it. So you're not just fumbling around in the dark and learn off other people as well, because we, it's like diffusion, isn't it? You're like it goes around and it spreads experience can help you. And other people always know more than you. And there's always people that can are willing to help. Very good. And one thing that we did mention earlier, and Tom, you sort of pioneered this back in, in, in 2019 is a, a lead in. There is the, increasingly famous Abu Dhabi marathon, which happens towards the end of this year and the a little bit undecided, but potentially more famous Dubai marathon, which happens at some stage in the future. Mate, the, what was Project DXB is now the marathon project. As I said, you sort of pioneered this, kicked this off in 
end of 2018, beginning of 2019. It has run successfully, changing lives every year since. Give us a little bit of a rundown on the marathon project. Do you remember the first year? It was absolute chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's chaos this year. What are we trying to bullshit each other for? <laughs> it was such good chaos. I was actually with uh, with one of the originals yesterday. Shapana uh, with a sh. Oh, yeah. Um, so we we launched this as a as a project to get people ready for Dubai Marathon, and it was a three month building. And we uh we only took on twelve athletes at the start, wasn't it? Twelve yeah. athletes, and then we did we had uh, two strength sessions a week, and then it was three runs, and yeah, it was brilliant. And we did Dubai 10K and Dubai Marathon. Then 2019, we brought on the Duracell, Duracell bunny, Rob Jones. So we took on 24 athletes and we did the same thing, the same building. And, and that was the year pre-COVID. And there's that famous if famous within in a fight endurance picture of us all on Dubai start line. And I think we must have had close to 40 people running the marathon, of which yeah. 24 would have been uh, Project DXBers. And what the message we kept getting was, it's amazing to come in and be part of a community community, 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 and, and people would, would continue their coaching journey with us post um, the project because they just, the community just took them in and then swept them up in the absolute craze that, that endurance was. Then uh, COVID came around and last year we were, it was our first year back, which Steph and Rob did. And Dubai, yeah, Dubai Marathon went ahead but it was on a was it announced late or did it not go ahead at all can't remember didn't go ahead didn't, didn't go ahead didn't go ahead didn't oh that's it we did the homemade yeah. one it was cancelled um, late <laughs> that's it, that was it so yeah. the the homemade one on the beach track which again i think actually pay, played into our strengths as a community because we we actually had to ask people not to come and volunteer to hold water bottles for the crew because obviously it was still covid times but everyone wanted to come and help and I think because of the way the journey's done, it's three months. And you know, for that three months, you're going to be training for a marathon or for a 10K, you know, you can choose. Um, and then you get to experience what one-to-one -one coaching is like. You get to experience what the community is like. You get your strength training. You get your mobility sessions. You get the, all the feedback that you would get from a one-to-one -one coach normally. Um, and then you, you obviously have a team on race morning that you get to warm up with and then race with. So this year we've rebranded as the Marathon Project and it's uh, Rob and Steph again coaching it and they've come up with a, a great package, uh, one for Abu Dhabi Marathon, as you said, and then one for the, the very wobbly Dubai Marathon, which I really hope can go ahead this year. And uh, we'll literally have no way of knowing until they tell us last minute. Um, but if you're, if you're interested to be part of a Marathon Project, then you can easily reach out to us um, sh in a fight.com rj in a fight.com or tw in a fight.com is our emails and we'll just basically take you from start to finish of a marathon program but we don't just drop it in your training peaks and walk out the door we hold your hand the whole way through and i think that's something that's quite special and quite in contrasting to what we said before this is a project that spans for three months so if your mindset and this is where everyone's mindset works a lot different if your mindset is like yes i need a goal yes i want to commit to three months but after that i want to have a look as opposed to what we we're saying earlier in the show of being ready for anything not everyone can train and wake up every morning 
with the be ready for anything mindset. A lot of people might have had a goal for a long time to run a marathon or a 10K. And that's what this really does with this, as you said, Tom, similar sort of handheld service, hold hand, handheld service to take us through it. So it's quite special. And it's for it's actually for quite a unique sort of person, I think, the person that really just sees their life in these blocks, which people mm. still do, which is not right, which is not wrong. They just see that that's how they can do it. And yes, in 12 weeks, we can get pretty much anyone to a marathon. There's a little caveat there, but you'll have to take it offline with Steph or Rob. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think if you're... If you're a person who gets obsessed with things, this is the project for you. The, the best people come in and they literally just say, get me to the finish line of a marathon. I'll yeah. do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. and, and they always have the time of their life. The ones who come in and they want to keep you know, going to this class then and they want to keep this in and, they, and they're kind of putting the, the marathon training on top of their current training. That's really tricky because marathon training is, is no joke. You have to commit time in your week to it. So if you're if you're looking for a change you're willing to to have it like some you're willing to be challenged basically of of challenged around your routines challenged challenged around your habits and and pushed mentally and physically then this is the program this is the program we'll part that one if you want to get in touch with those guys do that i'll also put some links in the show notes for that two quite big announcements before we wrap up this show one is that Rob Foster has signed a pro contract and has a new factor bike coming. Well, so <laughs> <is> about. <laughs> it's going to get broken pretty soon after it arrives. Is it uh, there yet? What's the story? It's, it's, uh, it's arriving in about two weeks. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so it's uh, it's Dowsett, isn't it? He's retired and you're getting his bike. <laughs> He's too big. He's too big. He's too tall. <laughs> The other new things that are coming, we also have the launch of the 2022 to 2024 season cycling kit. It's a two-year, our cycling kit comes in two-year blocks. And after much back and forward with Castelli, some of the world's best cycling kit designers, logistical operators etc etc the new kit will be ready for launch one week from when this show goes out skinny have you seen the pictures can you give us a, a little do you remember seeing the pictures i have no idea what it actually you touched looks it. like you felt the laser cut well, sleeves today <laughs> laser cut with improved accuracy and at least 20 percent aero gain now uh, it looks it looks very chic that's the I'll, that's the only teaser. I forgot what it looked like that's before it. I opened it, and I was like, I, "Oh yeah, that does look same. good." <laughs> I genuinely have no idea what the design <laughs> looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but any other announcements, guys? Any anything else you want to let people know about for the coming endurance season? That's a bit expensive, isn't it? It's very get expensive. Mate. Get get right involved. <laughs> If you don't do it now, you won't do it and you'll be halfway through the season, it'll be over. Do it now. So true. It's so true. Act now. I think that would be my advice as well. I think those some of those community sessions that you rattled off there, Rob, I think the best thing if people are looking to get involved 
is get yourself to the track at Sports City on a Tuesday morning. Get there about quarter to six because their admin is absolutely atrocious on letting people in. <laughs> it's <laughs> they've got an app. <laughs> Most people that have apps, they have no idea how it works. But get down there. It is a very well run and organized session. We have eight coaches down there. And if you want a little bit of a taste of what all this endurance running stuff is all about, that's probably the best place to go. It's about 50 dirhams on the door, but it'll probably gone up because it's September. They'll probably be charging 75. There's no fee to the gym for the first few sessions. And then we'll figure out what we should make you pay after that. But uh, I think that's the best way to, uh, to get involved unless you guys think otherwise. No, Just come down, say your name's Rob Jones, walk straight through the door, start <laughs> running. Rob, Tom, in a fight endurance, we appreciate it. Looking forward to the season. Folks, if you want to get involved, give those guys a shout. They sometimes reply. Have a good day.